0: Welcome to Adventure Church. We are so glad you are here. And our
1: prayer is that you will experience an adventure with God and our church family. Today's message is called The Power of One, where Associate Pastor Beck Stabney reminds us that we are a part of something greater than ourselves. And when God lives in us, we can expect him to be working his incredible plans and purposes amongst
0: us. He only needs one. Are you available? We hope you are
1: blessed by this message. Well, good morning, church. Who's excited to be in God's house this morning? Wow. Oh my goodness. Second service. You guys are stepping it up. That's amazing. It's so good to have you here this morning. As Pastor Carolyn already mentioned, we have 26 of our team uh, leaders in our church who are in, on their way to Mexico. Um, they are going to be serving at Tapestry Ministries, which is um, a building that's going to be used as an orphanage. And so they're going to be working on some work projects and also be going in and working with the children as well. And sometimes we think when we hear about trips like this happening, oh, they get to go, and we are stuck here back in Siren, and they are prob- probably have warmer temperatures than we have here right now. But guess what? As part of God's family and his kingdom, we get to be part of what they are a part of. And so we are sending them from Adventure Church, and so because we're part of the same family... Um, We also get to partake in the ministry that's going to be happening there in Mexico. And so this week, I want to encourage you to remember our team in your prayers and pray for the orphans in Mexico. Pray for the children that they would come to know the hope of Jesus. And so if every one of us play our part, um, we together Take part in what God's going to be doing through that ministry. Isn't that amazing that we get to do that? Um, Pastor CJ and Cheryl, they're also on the team, and uh, they send their love. They wish they could be in two places at once and be here. And they are just such gifts and inspirations, just to myself, but to my husband and I as well. And if you are visiting with us, um, and this is your first time, or you've visited a couple times, and you're a guest in this place this morning, we want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And know that you are in a good place. And our pastors, Pastor CJ and Cheryl, they have such a heart for the lost and to give hope to people. And I love that. And I want to get around them, and I want to catch what's on their life, and I, I, want, to, I want that to rub off. So I don't know if you ever see me sitting up with Pastor Cheryl. I just want to get kind of close to her shoulder and have some of that rub off on me. But um, I really believe that God wants to deposit something great in our spirits this morning. And he wants to change our world this morning. And he, we get to do that by being part of an awesome church it's a good place. We are moving forward. We are seeing God do awesome things. And I don't know about you, but I haven't always been in that place. And I've always known the Lord. But when I was in high school, I had a passion for Jesus and I wanted all to know him. Um, And my high school friends, I would kind of like share Jesus like little bits of him. And I so desperately wanted to invite them to church. Um, But I was part of a church that people loved God and they loved Jesus and they had like, they believe in the Holy Spirit. But as a teenager, I had this passion welling up inside of me. And I it's like it, I just it couldn't be it was contained in me and it was something I felt it couldn't be contained, but it was being contained and I didn't know what that missing piece was. And I would look around and I'd see people that love God, but I was like, ah, who who's who's got the spirit, this this passion. And I came across this music called Hillsong music. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And when I would listen to this music, the Spirit of God just came alive in my heart, and I just so resonated with the message of that house and that church, and and God ended up leading me um, to Australia, to Sydney, for two years, where I was a part of Hillsong Church there. And I found out that that piece that I was missing in my life was the expression of the Holy Spirit. And so from that moment on, there's no looking back, and I'm so grateful for that. And I just wish, though, that I didn't allow myself and my misperception to withhold asking my friends to church. I took control of that situation. I thought, oh, no, if they come and they have a bad experience, then they'll never know Jesus. And, oh, my gosh, how terrible could that be? But how wrong of me to put myself in that position? And um, it's one regret that I have. And this morning, this message is about not missing out on the opportunities in our life. And so um, I have to repent of that and ask God to forgive me of that. And so I just want you to know that Adventure Church is a place that you don't have to be ashamed of telling people about Jesus or inviting them in to this place. It's amazing. It's exciting, and we get to be part of it. Are you excited for what God is doing? Okay, good. I am. I'm very excited. My husband and I were associate pastors of Adventure Church, and um, we have a a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter who's quickly becoming two. Her name is Annalie. And we would love to get a chance to meet you after the service if we haven't done so already or pray with you today. And we want to thank you for coming. In, in our home, we love the Winter Olympics. Any other Winter Olympic fans here? OK. Well, I just have to tell you, I need prayer for the next 14 days because I have a strong sense that Canada is going to take home a lot of medals. And we just need peace in our home. Um, it already started last night watching the men snowboarding. So if anybody watched that, you saw, <laughs> yeah, US won, but yeah, Canada's time's coming. Amen. So for those of you who don't know, I am actually a Canadian citizen. I am an alien resident here in America, but I'm grateful to be here. And, and you know, God called Jeremiah and I out of Toronto, Ontario, five years ago, or I can't—I'm losing track of time now. <laughs> About that time, and He called us, and there was divine appointments and confirmations all along the way to come to Siren Wisconsin and i have to tell you and please do not harbor hard feelings against me for this but i would have never ended up in Wisconsin if it wasn't for the lord <laughs> so here i am it's awesome i'm still adjusting and but i'm i'm loving it and this really is my home i couldn't imagine myself anywhere else and i'm so grateful to be part of adventure church and the family that I've come to know and love, and you've all been a part of the fabric of our lives, and we're so thankful for that. And God's been stirring a message in my heart this morning that's going to change our worlds. When we leave here this morning, our, our worlds, we have the opportunity to have them change forever if you're willing. So this morning, I encourage you to open your heart, let, let God speak to you. And and by doing that, I think it's really important to be engaged and to be active. So I just encourage you to be taking notes. I know you have a sheet, but if you've got a pen or nudge your neighbor to borrow a pen or something, whatever, if you take notes on your phone, I encourage you this morning to, to write down some things that God's going to show you because he's deposited something in my heart, but He might show you something else totally out of left field this morning that he wants to show you or confirm for you or reveal to you. And so I don't want you to miss out on this morning. And so I encourage you to write those down. Capture them. Because if we don't capture them, we miss out on them. And in preparation for this message, God just gave me little pieces at a time, and I couldn't see the whole picture of what it was that he wanted to bring forth this morning. And isn't that how life is with him sometimes? That He just shows us a glimpse of something. And it's God... Ask him, what can I do for you? And he just says this one thing. And okay, we'd be obedient, we'd be faithful with that, and then God leads us on. And he leads us to so many other things. And then we look back and we see how God has worked, right? But Sometimes we can get frustrated or we can, you know, give, give up easily because we don't see the full picture. And I just want to encourage you, church, this morning, if that's you, don't give up. Keep looking forward because God is in our midst and he's actively working out his plan and his, his purposes for our lives. The message title this morning is called The Power of One. And I was inspired from Leadership Vision Night when Pastor CJ shared the vision of Adventure Church. How many of you were there at that meeting? I know there was a bunch of you. So some of you, this may be new. Some of you may have heard it through others. But I'm excited to share um, something that he spoke that night that really captured my heart and stirred me up. And what I love is that it's not his vision. It's his vision that God has deposited in his heart, but it's not just for him. It's for each one of us who call Adventure Church home to capture that and take ownership of that and believe for it together, that it's our vision collectively, not just Pastor CJ's. And so are you ready to hear what it is? Okay, good. All right, we get to claim this vision that Adventure Church is going to be a church of 1,000 people. 1,000. Look around the room and say 1,000 out loud. Go on, say it to your neighbor, 1,000. Okay. I have to tell you that when he said that, I didn't even flinch. My spirit soared because this is what I see. I see that we could be a church of 1,000 easily. And so I just got so excited because I knew, okay, all the, the the backstory I told you of God calling us here, I knew what God had shown us and what God wants to do. And so it was very exciting to hear that. And it's just really stirred in my heart um, that, yes, God is building His church. He's promised us that, and I go back to that over and over, that God is the one that builds, our church, builds his church and the, our church here that we see, it's Him working in, in each one of our lives that makes what church is. We are, it's not the building, it's the people. So having a vision doesn't mean that the picture is just going to happen because God wills it. God longs for all to be saved. That's His vision but not all choose him. This morning, I want to encourage you that together we will see a church of 1,000 people, and 1,000 starts with one. That one person is you. When we allow God to come and take a hold and control of our lives, we know without a doubt our DNA in Jesus, that we become open to opportunities around us, and we share our salvation with others. When we have these three things working in our lives, there will be opportunities everywhere to reach out to the one soul and one person who God has purposed to cross our paths with. When we all reach out to that one and they become restored in Jesus and catch a heart for the church of Jesus Christ, they will reach out to that one in their world. And we will together see Jesus in our midst, seeing the impossible become possible because their one will go to one, to one, to one, to one. That's the power of Jesus. He's not into just addition, he's into multiplying and just exponential growth. We see that this community will be transformed, that families will be restored, that addictions will be broken, and a light will be brought to the darkness that we see all around us. Henry Ford once said, you cannot build a reputation on what you're going to do. One irrefutable test of a leader is the results that he or she produces. Now catch this, intent without action is daydreaming. Intent without action is daydreaming. So many of us have good intentions, and those are good things, but we fall short if we don't act on those things that God has shown us. And so I just, that's part of the heart behind this message, is that we wouldn't miss out on all that God has called us to, and we would take a hold of it. So are you ready this morning, church, to take action? Yes. Are you really ready? <laughs> Okay, how many of you love and or have heard Pastor C.J. say, "Are you ready?" Well, raise your hand if you've heard him say that. He's like, "Get ready, church," and I love that. He's been saying that to Pastor, yeah, to Jeremiah and I. And I love when Pastor says that. He's like, "Get ready, get ready. Are you ready?" And I, yep. But do you catch what he's saying when he tells us that? Get ready. Are you ready? He doesn't. He's not intending just, okay, sit back and get excited. Something good's about to happen. He's saying, "Get ready." Are you, are you ready? Are we ready, church? That's a really good question to ask ourselves. And so we have to actively be equipping ourselves and getting ready for all that God has coming. It's not a get ready, wait and see comment. It's a, I am called and I'm going to equip and be prepared for all that God is going to do. It's a preparation. Preparation. And so whatever season that you are in your life, if you're looking for a job or you're single and you're believing God for a relationship, for a marriage or whatever it is, whatever season or if you're believing God for a family, whatever situation you are in. Look at the opportunity. Prepare yourself for all that God has for you. Prepare yourself for those seasons that you long for and that you dream for. And then as you begin to prepare yourself and you become the person that God has called you to be, he opens and he makes a way for those things to become reality. And I tell you this this morning because I have seen him do it in my own life. One is a powerful number. It is a catalyst that produces an addition, then a multiplication and creates a new math. And I invite you this morning to turn with me to Acts 9, verse 1 to 7. And if someone around you doesn't have their Bible, I encourage you just to share. I, I've, God's provided so many opportunities just to connect with others just by nudging the person next to me and saying, hey, you want to share my Bible? We can see it on the screens here, but I think there's just something when we are reading from our own personal Bibles that we have that God will go back to that during the week. So Acts 9, verse 1 to 7. Why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. There's so much in that little bit, but that's just a preview of God taking hold of a man's life and transforming him, and he never looked back. And as he, became to, as he came in relationship with Jesus, the Lord changed his name from Saul to Paul. And Paul's name change, change leads to his DNA change. He becomes a servant of Jesus, a child of God. Do you know your spiritual DNA this morning? It's so important for us to know who we are in Christ to be able to work out the call that he has on our life. Paul's eyes were open to the truth of Jesus in that moment. And I love that when God calls him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul re- replies, who are you, Lord? You know, he's asking, who are you? But yet he, he says, I know who you are. I know you, Lord. But it's like that resistance that he didn't want to ever accept Jesus into his heart. And here's this beautiful moment where God just takes a hold of his life and he surrenders. And his eyes are open. And now Paul, Paul who has all these relationships with these people who are killing Christians, he has an opportunity through relationship to see them saved and come to know the power of Jesus. That's amazing. In Acts, the way is mentioned five times. Christianity was referred to as a way. Christianity is more than a belief or a set of opinions or doctrines. Following Jesus is a way of living as well as believing. One moment with Jesus and Paul realized that he was living the wrong way. Paul lived the rest of his life devoted to the Lord and advancing the kingdom of God through the church of Jesus Christ which is the hope of the world. And you can read more about his journey if you haven't done so in the New Testament and how God grabs a hold of his life and he just gives everything to him. So this morning God's calling us to share our salvation. In order to share our salvation we have to know who we are in Jesus. You also you have the DNA of Jesus of the way. Do you know what that is? Do you know your DNA in, in Jesus? And I don't know how many of you uh, do follow gene- genealogy or on Ancestry.com, but my mom loves to do all that stuff. And so for Christmas, my dad got her um, this test that she could have her DNA tested to find out, like, her heritage and all this stuff. How, has anybody tried that before? Were you surprised or was it? Isn't that amazing? That's actually the second story I've heard this past month of somebody finding their family through their DNA results, which is incredible. And I think as we come to know the DNA of Jesus, we get restored in relationship with him and his family and in our future with him. Amen. Do you know that your spiritual DNA trumps your physical DNA? Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you think about it. It doesn't matter the family patterns that have occurred in your family for generations. Because with Jesus and his freedom and healing in your life, you can be a history maker in your family and change the course of generations to come forever. It's truth. And I was in my early 20s in Australia and I heard that message that here I, I loved him and I wanted to go do all these great things for God. And someone said, no, you can be a history maker in your family. And then just the power of God just hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, Lord. I I, through you and your power in my life I can change those patterns and Jeremiah and I together we've worked to change those patterns so that our generations to come they know the Lord and they love him and they serve him to see his kingdom come and we still have things that we've got to break you know we all have those things so what what are they what areas what patterns have you hold on to of your physical DNA that you need to give over and trust Jesus with your spiritual DNA this morning and to know your spiritual DNA, we must know God's promise for us. If you, we're going to go through the Bible here a little bit. Let's turn to Jeremiah 29, 11. God's promise for us is this. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God's purpose for us. We need to know God's purpose for us. Turn with me to a Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17. Are you there? Did you beat your neighbor? <laughs> Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, close yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I'm going to continue to reading here. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with the gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And oftentimes we look for God's purpose as a task or something that we're supposed to do. And God's purpose for us is to become like him. And in that scripture, there's so many different traits, and characteristics of the Lord that we can have working in our own lives. So this morning, I pray that that you would go back to that, and you would discover those for yourselves in your own lives. And to know our spiritual DNA, we must know God's plan for us. And turn with me to 2 Timothy 2, verse 10. You're getting a, a workout here flipping through your Bible. 2 Timothy 2, verse 10. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. You know, God's salvation in our lives isn't just for ourselves, it's for others. Our DNA in Jesus is set up to secure us, having the promise of eternity and share the hope of Jesus with those in our world. Pastor Brian from Hillsong says this, A blessed life. If you want to live a blessed life this morning? Catch this. A blessed life is one that understands that when God saves you, he has others in mind. I believe every Christian needs to know that they are not only saved, but are also called to live a life of purpose. To live a life of purpose, the power of one is activated in our lives when we become open to the opportunities around us. In what sphere of your life do you have opportunities to share Jesus with people? Is it in your family? Is it in your workplace? Is it in your neighborhood, in your, when, at the grocery store? Where, where is it? Think about that for a second. Relationship was the door that Jesus used to save us. It is a door that he has given us that leads to opportunity to minister to others. Relationship is so important. Don't get caught up in the task. We get caught up in Jesus and who he is, and that as we become like-minded and we become like Jesus, that we reach out to others and we have relationship with them. We come alongside them and support them and love them. To open up our eyes to the opportunities around us, we must have full assurance of God's power in us. And that's Philippians 2, verse 13. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. You know, it's so easy to take control of our own lives. Take power within ourselves without actually giving it over to Jesus. So this morning, I just encourage you, that it's God's power in us that opens up our eyes to opportunities and opens up our our day to opportunities where we can share Jesus with people. So what areas of your life this morning do you need to give up control, let go, and let God take the wheel, take the reins? In order to see opportunities around us happen for Jesus, we must be, have full assurance of God's light in us. Matthew 5, verse 14 I love this verse. It says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, when we have Jesus in us, people will see that because there will be a light in you. So is, it, what, is, there, is your world lit up? Is your world lit up for Jesus, that in the darkness that a light shines? To see opportunities around us, we must have full assurance of God's Word in us, Hebrews 4 verse 12. It says, "For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. God's Word is alive and it's active. And he wants to use his word in us to reach the lost. There is an evangelist by the name of Reinhard Bonnke. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I never heard of him till I went to Australia. And this man has had revival meetings all over the world, but specifically in Africa. And he's led millions of people to Jesus, which I'm always just blown away by. and it's, That's incredible. God, wow, how you use this man. Bring all these multitudes of people to your kingdom. But what I did not know about his story, which is in his biography, is about how one man from Germany, Reinhard Bonnke is from Germany, um, one man from Germany came to the U.S. and he was uh, doing some work here. This is like in the 1920s. And he was in California and he got caught up in Jesus. His life was transformed by Jesus. And he got caught up in the revival meetings that were happening and God got a hold of his life and, and he never looked back. And so as he, became to know, as he came to know the Lord and his plans and purposes for his life, he had this calling and this leading to go back to Germany. And when he was back in Germany, he was driving along, and he ended up getting lost. And he got lost and came across a small town. In this small town, he walked into a shop, and he said, okay, he's like, I'm a servant of the Lord, and I'm here to pray for the sickest person in this town. Who is the sickest person? And the store owner said, okay. He's like, well, I'll lead you to that person, and he leads... Um, this man by the name of Louis Graff to this home where this gentleman was bedridden and he was full of illness and he had so much pain and suffering and he did not see a future for himself and his wife was by his bedside and and this man comes in he says can I pray for you and he said yes you can pray for me the moment that he was prayed for the Holy Spirit came and touched his life and he jumped out of bed whole and healed and in that moment that man that was in the U.S. and I got a hold of his life here from revival meetings, went back to Germany, got lost, ended up praying for this man, and his wife saw the healing take place, and in that moment, they both surrendered their lives to Jesus and asked Jesus in their hearts, and they never looked back. And they were Reinhard Bonnke's grandparents, and so because of their lives being transformed they changed the way for generations to come and, and multitudes of people. And that man that traveled to that small town and prayed and stepped out and said, I want to pray for the sickest person in this community. I don't know that he ever knows that that he was part of the story of God using this man, Reinhard Baki to lead thousands upon thousands of people to the Lord. You know, it makes me think about my life. You know, we, we plant these seeds all the time and we don't know whatever happens to them. You know, I, I want the seed that I sow to have an impact and have a re, you know reaping reward like that. I don't know about you, but that's possible. You know, we but we have to be willing to see the opportunities. And we miss them. Boy, do I miss them every day. How many missed opportunities have each of us had? We keep missing the mark. And Jesus simply asks us to repent and turn to him, and he will begin to use us. When I was living in Toronto, I was part of a small church plant, and there was one family there that um, saw me in my huge time of need. I was serving God in inner city kids ministry. We reached out to 1,200 inner city kids, refugee families, at-risk youth, you name it, they were part of the program, and there was a lot of weight and heavy burdens with that role that I had in that ministry, and I was in my early 20s and just loving Jesus but feeling the weight of, of the load and and didn't have a strong community around me. And this one family, they saw me, and through God's divine appointment, we connected, and I crossed paths with them. And in that moment, they saw the power that they could have in my life and came alongside me. They made a room in their home for me, and we did ministry together. We, we planted a church together, and it was just an amazing journey. But by them reaching out and creating, seeing, seeing that God had an opportunity and reaching out to me, it impacted my life forever. And so now I want to do the same thing, and that's how God works when we're open to the things that he has for us, if we don't miss them. There's a quote that I want to share with you. It says, God uses what you have to fill a need, which you never could have filled. God uses where you are to take you where you never could have gone. God uses what you can do to accomplish what you never could have done. God uses who you are to let you become who you never could have been. Take a hold of the opportunities for the kingdom of God. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. And to do something great for the kingdom of God, it doesn't take ability. It just takes availability. And the availability is a willing heart to say, yes, God, use me. Yes, you know what? I will show up. I'll show up for two services. I'll show. I'll show up at least once once a month to serve down in the kids ministry, or, you know what? I'll I'll show up to my neighbor, or whatever it might be. God God wants to use us in that way. And this this morning, I want to share with you that the power of one is really experienced when we share our salvation, because we can be open to lots of opportunities, and we can see them, and we can maybe share some encouragement or tell them about our lives, but. Do we share our salvation? Do we share with people about Jesus and how he has transformed our lives? You know, all the athletes in the Olympics participate knowing this one thing, and this is what they train for. And that is the fact that they are going to be ranked. They are going to be ranked number one, or they're going to be ranked number nine, so on and so forth. But the difference between being ranked number one and being ranked number nine could be the difference of just one thing. It could be one thing that that athlete has trained for that nobody else has has been willing to count the cost for or to sacrifice for. So what is that one thing in your life that's going to bring about a huge opportunity if we put in the effort? Many of us will go the extra mile on a Monday, a Wednesday, or a Friday. But how many of us are willing to go the extra mile seven days a week, 52 days, 52 weeks a year? Our random efforts do not qualify. The kingdom of God will advance when we give everything because Jesus gave it all. What is the one thing that you can do for the one in your life? Now I just encourage you to just think of who is that one person that God has put in your life to share the hope of Jesus with. It's not accidental. When we, when we allow Jesus to guide and direct our lives, there's purposes beyond that we, are, we, even, we can't even comprehend. We don't even know why someone's in our world sometimes, and, and God's put them in our world just for, for us, or to encourage them, or to walk alongside them. But if we're not tuned into the Holy Spirit, into what the Lord wills and wants, then we're going to miss those opportunities. If we truly begin to reflect heaven, then we might seriously begin to impact the world. Wherever you are on your journey this morning, don't give up. Turn your eyes to the screen to watch a story about the power of one. This one man came to realize he needed to change. And maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. But this one man, when he realized he needed to change, he sought out one person who would choose to believe in him and would see incredible transformation take place. So when you watch this story, look to see yourself in it and consider who is it that God wants us to come alongside and believe in and champion Whoa. what
0: are you doing
1: sent me those first two pictures on with the knee braces, the back brace, the canes,
0: 297 pounds, and his belly was out to here. And I was thinking, God, how am I going to help that guy? When you get what you want not what you need When you feel so tired that you can't sleep stream I'm really pleased with this. And I just want to share this with you. Thanks a lot. When you're too in love to let it go. But if you never try, you'll never know. Here's where I'm at now. What you
1: let go of your limitations and see the impossible become possible with Jesus. We have so many people in our world that are desperate for the hope. They're lonely, they're lost, and they, they want, they want to change, but they don't have anybody to come alongside and champion them, and that's what God has called you and I too. Care enough to see them free, and if your world does not include these people, I encourage you to start volunteering at a local school. I work at the Grantsburg School District and we have lots of volunteer opportunities and all you need to do is come in one day and, and hear one of our students' story and your heart will be captured and you'll wanna come alongside and champion them to see them have the hope of Jesus and help get them get out of the oppression and out of the bondage and out of the chains that they're held in. How often do we allow our circumstances and our situations to paralyze us Or limit us from all that God has in store for us you know I see myself in this clip you know when he's trying to do the somersault and like falling over and he got kept getting back up you know when I fall over I fall down you know God you just get back up some of you you just need to get back up this morning and you know but when we get back up and we fall and we get back up every time we're back up we got to be have a resolve to be stronger to not give up to go forward for god to see the limitations be broken by our sacrifice by our commitment by our dedication day in and day out i'm determined that when i fall i'm going to get back up and i'm going to believe who i am in jesus not who the, what the world tells me i am and to know that my choice to be free will lead others to freedom And that's why I attend Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday nights, is because there's areas in my life, church, that I need to be freed from. And I know that if I can get free from those things, that God can lead others to freedom. That's how he's designed for his salvation to go out through amongst the, the world. I just encourage you just to close your eyes for a moment as we close in prayer the service this morning. What is it that God has spoken to you this morning? What is he prompting in your heart? Maybe your heart's beating really fast, or like maybe there's just somebody, maybe it's a neighbor that's just come to mind, and you can just see this picture of this person, and maybe they don't know Jesus at all, they've never come to church, but start seeing them, and start seeing them sitting next to you in church and believing for God to work in their life, and that, God, how can you use me in that person's life? You know, some of you this morning, you've given up on Jesus. All the eyes closed in this place, if you are that person this morning and you've given up on Jesus or you've never known him, and you're just like that guy in that video who's living with these limitations and never believed that anything different would be possible, that this is his lot in life. You know, Jesus promises us that we can have a hope in a future, and he died on the cross for all to be saved and come to know Jesus. When we come to know Jesus, he promises us the gift of eternal life. So this morning, if you've given up on Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now as a confession and as a commitment to say, Lord, I want you back in my life. I need you. I want to invite you into my heart for the first time maybe. This hope that I hear, I want to have it. If that is you this morning, I just encourage you to raise your hand wherever you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, some of us know the Lord, but we give up on him. He calls us to things and we're too busy or we're too discouraged or we're too hurt or we're too offended or we're too we can come up with all these excuses some of us have given up on reaching the world for jesus and this morning god wants to reign you in he wants to call you he wants wants you to stand back up and he wants you to go forward and he wants you to know that it's not your ability but it's your availability it's your heart it's your passion and your desire for the Lord to just take control of your life and to use you in your world, to know that your family is not accidental. You have been called to your family for a specific purpose. You've called, been called to this community for a specific purpose. Start asking the Lord to show you what those are, and he will reveal them to you. So this morning, if that's you, if you're someone who is needs to... Give God the control again to say, yes, I want to reach this world for you. And I've given up. There's times where I'm, like, ready to throw in the towel. I just want you to raise your hand right now. I Just believe that God's just going to come and he's going to refresh your spirit. He's going to show you the gifts that he's given you and the opportunities that are before you to lead people to him and just see people's lives transformed so that all may might know Jesus and be saved. That's my desire this morning. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, that you are alive, God, and that you have purposes and plans beyond our understanding that we cannot comprehend, God, but when we trust you, Father God, we love you, Lord, and we want to surrender our lives. We repent, God, of just taking control of our lives, Lord, of of sinning and keeping a blind eye, God, to the opportunities and to the life that you've called us, Lord. So we want to put on Lord, who you've called us to be, Lord Jesus, that our DNA would not be of our physical DNA, but our spiritual DNA, God, and that as we become more like you, Lord, you would lead us, God, into places that we would never imagine. You would position us, God, in areas of influence to lead people to salvation, God, and see miracles happen in this place. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you for Adventure Church. We thank you for the church, the people, God, who have we've made a family here, Lord Jesus, but that we would not keep it for ourselves, God, but we would leave this place, and we would go out to our communities, Lord, and we would see the impossible become possible, that Adventure Church would be a church of a thousand people strong, Lord, and beyond. So we thank you, God, for the things that you have yet to do, and the things that you've done in this in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. How good is God, church? He has chosen us to fulfill his plan and purposes here on earth. So let's continue to encourage one another along the journey. And if there's a specific situation that you need prayer for this morning, um, we have our prayer team that will be more than happy to meet with you up here. If you come up to the front, um, they'll meet with you here, and we'll pray over that specific situation and believe God to move. Um, But this morning, church, just take that message to heart, the power of one, and that starts with us. And, and just seek what God has. He's got. He wants to unpack that more for you this week, I believe. And so I just encourage you to to dig deep into His Word and, and find out what that is. So thank you very much for being here this morning, and be blessed. Have a good day.